This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. Peter Kessler, golf historian, award-winning broadcaster. We turn to Peter after each major golf event. As a matter of fact, I think Peter is on this show more than I am. It's a pleasure to welcome Peter Kessler back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Peter? I am really well, and I'm thrilled to be with you, and I'm I'm always so sorry, particularly because you're in Augusta, Georgia, that when we speak just after an open championship, Hmm. it's like 280 days or so from where we are today until the Masters begins, and and I miss the August finish and and the, you know and, and and the briefer amount of time. And I know that you you have to pine for it too. So it was a great championship season. It was a wonderful Open Championship, you know. But I know that you're already thinking about the Masters next year, and it's so many days away. So it's kind of a bittersweet thing, isn't it? I get that. Yeah, it's a long way away. Um, I think I know how you feel. Uh, you feel like Rory blew this, don't you? Well, I would, I would say that Rory was exposed. He's the worst really good player from 125 yards and in hmm. of anybody that we could name going through everything all the way back to the beginning of our knowledge of well-played golf on a world-class level. So through Saturday... He was able to keep his weaknesses um, unexposed because on Saturday, when he shot the second his second 66 to go with the 68, he looked very Tiger-esque to me in the way that he carried himself, in his confidence, in his look of grinding. Even the dark clothes felt Tiger-esque to me. And his weaknesses on Saturday were not exposed, which are any shot inside of 125 yards. The most straightforward chip, the most straightforward pitch, and the most straightforward putt from 10 or 12 feet are the weakest part of his games historically, statistically so for the last couple of years as well. And for a player who's won 21 times on the PGA Tour and four major championships, he's certainly the worst putter among any group who's achieved that, but a much worse putter than guys who have done much less than that. Uh, look at Ben Crenshaw with, with his two majors. And his 19 victories was one of the great putters of all time. All the great players have been great putters. So what happens is Rory won those 21 events in the four majors because sometimes he has a good putting week. And that's all he has to have is a good putting week. The winner of a tournament usually is closer to the top in strokes T uh, through green. But the winner can also be 15th in putting, 20th in putting, and easily win because 15th to 20th is near the top. So if you combine it with good ball striking, that's a win. And he wins on courses that are longer, so he doesn't have to hit from 125 and in. It's 175. He'll do better there. He does better when there are pars. So he's won when he's had good putting weeks. He had a good putting week through Saturday. He only had two more putts than Cam Smith through Saturday. I'm watching it like a hawk. But then... He had two more than Cam on the front on Sunday because Rory three-putted six, two-putted everything else, and Cam didn't. And on the back, Cam had 12 putts, and Rory had 20, including the three-putt from just off the front of the 14th green. So he lost seven more shots there. So eventually his weakness was exposed because he was in a position to expose it. He didn't get good approaches. Three-putted six. He had a terrible wedge to seven. 
His best putt of the he had a terrible chip to nine. It's the most straightforward chip from the front of that green, straight up the hill. There's no break. He hit it like an eight or ten handicapper, and that's a problem. He's like an eight or ten handicapper. Jordan Speed the day before hit a chip on eighteen and stopped eight feet away, and he was really upset. Rory's okay with eight feet because that's standard Rory, but Jordan expects to be two or three feet. So Rory missed all of those putts. The best putt he hit was on ten, the hundred and twenty-six footer for Eagle Two. Because it was a free stroke. It was a firm stroke. You can't guide it. You can't think. You just give it a whack. That's why he's a good lag putter. Because you have to have freedom instinctively. And he rolled it up within three inches of the hole. The best putt of the day, 126 feet. Never made a putt outside of five feet. And then, of course, he stands on the 17th green with the toughest pin on the green, having hit two incredible shots to put himself in position and has one of the easiest inside-left downhill putts that Cam Smith had made for par that he must have the uh, two minutes before. And Rory hit a putt that a 12 handicapper would just you know go up and go, well, you know, it was terrible. It was weak. It was short. The stroke was terrible. There was a lack of confidence. There was a resignation of defeat already. So when he has a chance to be exposed and he can't play like he did Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and cover it up with good chipping and putting, he's not going to win. It's hard for him on a short course to keep his weaknesses exposed over 72 holes, and he didn't. We're talking with Peter Kessler here on the Augusta Golf Show. Now, two quick questions for you, Peter, talking about his wedge game. Do you think Do you think he suffers from the size of the greens at St. Andrews? And do you think he lacks Tiger's killer instinct? He definitely lacks Tiger's killer instinct, but in some ways it's because he doesn't have Tiger's skill set Hmm. chip and putt. No, that those, those I played that course, I don't know, thirty or forty times. It you can for a recreational player goes over there, it's a good chance you'll shoot your best score you ever had. It's that easy. My son Christopher played there in two thousand and ten with me. He had never broken ninety, shot eighty two on the old, made a made a par on seventeen. Well yes, he played the you know, the members team. Mm-hmm. But it's a pitch and putt golf course. He's got a terrible pitching motion. It is technically faulty because he has lag that he has with his driver where his lower body aggressively leads. Good pitchers of the golf ball, when they get down impact, that's when everything turns through together. He's always ahead, so he has no distance control, which means his height is inconsistent, which means like this chip he hit on the very last hole just in front of the green, hit it 18 feet by. That called for a nice little softy. He doesn't have that shot, so it's it's the lack of ability, and the statistics say from 125 and in, he's 160th for years and years on the tour. You got you got to give Cameron Smith credit. I mean, he went out and did what he had to do to win the thing. One of the greatest rounds in the history of golf, which I thought would, on Saturday was the best round I saw Rory play, and of course, Cam Smith had already shot 64, and you know. It, it, you know, he made every single putt, but he was in position to make them. Take 14 as a microcosm of the golf tournament. Cam Smith is over the green, over 100 feet away from the pin on 14. He hits his first putt, an eagle three chance, to within a couple inches. Rory's much closer and has an uphill putt from the front of the green and three putts it. Cam Smith took advantage of his opportunities. He, he knows what Rory McIlroy's problems are. He's not worrying about Rory McIlroy's problems. Cam Smith did what he does best, put himself in position, make putts, and he was first in putting for the week, but he was like 15th in ball striking. And as I mentioned earlier, the opposite being true, this is true. If you're first in putting, 15th in ball hitting, you're going to win the golf tournament. 
I have to shortly do an entire show on Live Golf, and I want you to come back on and be a part of that. But let me ask you this before we go. RNA, were they right or wrong asking or telling Greg Norman he wasn't welcomed? Oh, yes, that was a very simple decision. No gray area, gray area whatsoever. He, it, this is a what Greg Norman is doing is is wrong. Okay, it's just wrong on every single level, and he has hurt what was already a tarnished reputation, both on and off the golf course, with his action. And so he's not welcome. And Fred Ridley's going to make an announcement before the end of the year. No live players are ever going to play in a Masters tournament. That's going to change the whole complexion of things. Fred Ridley tried to do something with the ball, but because there's a new tee on 13, he knows he gave that up for the moment. He's going to he, he's going to take a hard line here. You know why? Fred knows about right and wrong. He knows it's wrong. You're going to cut him off. Nobody who plays live events, and they're, they're not tournaments, they're just exhibitions because there's no competition. Cam Smith, if he goes, is going to miss that. But Greg Norman was absolutely should have been barred, was barred, and they're going to continue to close the doors on those players, of whom they only have one good one if they get Cam. Nobody else on that tour who's a quality player. The tour hasn't lost anybody great yet. Only if Cam Smith goes, that would be the first real defection. He's Peter Kessler, award-winning broadcaster, golf historian, and a friend. Peter, as always, thank you for taking the time to do this. Uh, We will talk again very soon. I look forward to it. Thank you so much, Sean. Have a wonderful day, and the best to Lisa and your family.